Another Monday and another week of the Eastern Insider Podcast. I'm Greg Steiner. This week again, joined by Alex Jewell. How are we doing, Greg? It's National Boss Employee Exchange Day, so I think I should be uh, giving you the orders today. How do you feel about that? Well, there are a lot of days as of late I'm ready to hand it off. So sure, all you big fella. It's also National Teddy Bear Day today. And well, some people would uh, say that I look like a teddy bear in the uh, stomach region. But uh, wow, you, you went there. I would say we're going heavy on a Monday. As you mentioned, it is National Boss Exchange Day. So I give you the opportunity to take the reins a little bit differently than normal. I pass off the interviews to you and Kyla Ludlow. And I'm just going to take a nice, easy reclining break today as you got a chance to sit down with both head coach Chris Creighton on football and John Goodridge to talk with them about their respective seasons. One, coming off a week at Kentucky and this week a look ahead to Illinois and the other, a start to their season, but they get back going a little bit more trying to find that Mac cross-country title once more. Yeah, talking to our track and field and cross-country head coach, John Goodridge, you know, we talked a lot about the upcoming season and we looked back a little bit last year. You know, last year was one of the first times uh, that the team under Goodrich didn't win the MAC championship, of course, in 2017-2018. They won the illustrious Triple Crown in the MAC. So you know, he talks a lot about uh, having some youthful guys, but also using last year's kind of disappointing finish at the end of the season to to kind of motivate the team this year. And he expects big things from the cross country team this fall, as well as track and field in the winter and spring. And I know we always expect that as well uh, here. And of course, with Coach Creighton, we get a little bit into the week ahead uh, of Illinois, but also talked a little bit about uh, the beard battle that he and head coach Lovey Smith over at Illinois have going on. Greg, and I'm going to put you on the spot here. I need a I need an answer once and for all. Which beard uh, is better right now? Well, I've seen some beards as of late. Coach Creighton has, of course, been rocking one. Walt Middleton, our photographer on the road, oh, also a having a beard. I would put Walt's beard up against Lovey Smith's beard any day of the week. What I would not put up against Lovey Smith any day of the week is my strength, for sure. So I'm not going to say that – I'm not going to be definitive and say that anybody has the best beard. All I do know is that uh, all three of them have fantastic facial hair, uh, more so than you and I will ever have, but I think more so than maybe you and I ever want to have. No, so. I am not a guy that will have facial hair. That's not happening. Peanuts Gallery, uh, not in the episode today. They had a late arrival back home from Creighton, not Chris, but the actual University of. And uh, no Peanuts Gallery this week. She'll return next week. Instead, uh, Kyler Ludlow caught up with Darcy Darton to talk about the volleyball team's airport snafus as of late and the t- performance of her team so far. Off to a 3-3 three and three start. They were most recently down in Ragin' Cajun country. Uh, they lost uh, the Raging Cajuns of Louisiana Lafayette, but beat Florida A&M, the Rattlers, as well as the Cowgirls of McNeese State. I did hear that they got some crawfish down there. Of course, we're looking forward to the trip to ULL in a couple of years, but anytime you get that true Cajun cooking, sign me up. Well, I'll tell you what. You know, I'm not much for the spicy food, Greg. But oh, I etouffee do, and well, oh, I come do, on. But I do like some Cajun food now and again. You know, I don't like to have to work to get into my food as much as I just like to eat it. But for a good uh, for a good crawdad or you know lobster up in Maine, I will uh, do a little extra work and 
Just have to put a bib on before. Well, I, we all know that because we were in Coastal Carolina. You and Rob Rubick and, and Tom Helmer all went the easy way, got fish or lobster. Instead, I manned up, had uh, the things you actually had to work for. Granted, you had your meal and dessert before I finished my entree. So that shows my dedication. Your uh, eating habits were definitely admirable down there. But you know what? My key lime pie was quite the dessert. And I was done with that. I was washing up. I was ready to go before you had even finished your crab legs. So I'll just, I'll tell you what, I mean, you know, you're a dedicated individual, but I'd rather have dinner and dessert to most meals. Yeah, I'm kicking myself. No dessert on that trip. Uh, The week that is upcoming this week, the men's golf team, they are underway in action down in Huntington, West Virginia. They're in action on Monday and Tuesday. Soccer away this week for a pair of matchups. Alex, they get the Gwins of Youngstown State. And then the Flyers of Dayton. Well, I'll tell you what, Youngstown State, certainly one of the most interesting mascots uh, in all of the country, the Penguins. Yeah, and then at uh, University of Dayton Sunday, the fighting Kyler Ludlows, some would say. We all know Kyler uh, was there for a stint before he was here. But Scott Hall, coach of the EMU soccer team, definitely looking for a bounce back after a setback at Creighton. But I think... If we talk about some of the soccer schedule that they've had, I mean, going to a place like Louisville and Michigan State, playing at Creighton, who clearly has a good program, that's going to set them up for success in the MAC season, I believe. You know, when you play tough competition, the, the results on the scoreboard don't always show how much improvement you are. But I had a conversation with Coach Hall last week, and he really feels confident that the pieces we have are going to be very good for the upcoming MAC season. Full episode in store. Stay with us. Don't forget, we also have home volleyball that kicks off. On Saturday, first chance to get a look at your Eagles. They'll be home uh, here at the Convo, free admission. And don't forget, you can also then catch them on Sunday as they'll take on the Wolverines at the Chrysler Center. So that's first Navy, and then they get the Wolverines in that matchup. And then football, as always, this weekend. Airtime at straight up noon Eastern. That's 11 a.m. Central Time from Champaign. It's going to be a big week for the football team, obviously coming off a result that they didn't really like in Kentucky, but the football team is ready to go. And talking to Coach Creighton today, I think the team is ready to get back at it. They're feeling confident despite the setback and It's going to be interesting to see. It's important to note that the MAC has had a team defeat a team from the Big Ten for each of the last 13 years. Of course, our Eagles did it back-to-back in 2017 and 2018, taking down Rutgers first and then Purdue last year. We all remember Chad Ryland's kick as the clock expired there in the fourth quarter. Should be a fun one. We'll look forward to it. Next week, we're back full coverage again as we will get you set for the home opener against Central Connecticut State and also do a little preview of Coach's Luncheon on Wednesday next week that begins. For, uh, for now, let's hit the road and start with our show. Joined now on the Eastern Insider Podcast by Eastern Michigan sixth-year head coach Chris Creighton. Coach, coming off of the Kentucky game, what are some positives that uh, you saw on your team that you hope to keep rolling with through the rest of the season? Well, there there were a lot of positives being down 14 but early and then going in at halftime at 17-3. to And it talks a little bit about the resiliency of our defense and of our football team. On the offensive side of the ball, six of eight scoring drives this year for your team have come in the second half. 
what are you looking to do to spark that offense in the first half? But also talk a little bit about good adjustment that uh, Aaron's been able to make in, in coming out of halftime and, and how well that's uh, important for your team in terms of winning games at the back end. It's pretty simple. In the first game, you know, our first third down, um, we had a, an M.A., um, in a pass protection situation. And so, you know, if that happens, you know, we got sacked. Um, were there people open? Was the play well designed? Uh, would we have gotten a first down? Absolutely. And that's a whole different story. They, they held onto the ball, had two long drives. And, um, you know, I think we had three total drives in the first half of that game. So, I mean, in the first, the first week, it's now we have to complete the, the third down, but that's as simple as that. Um, this last week, um, you know, uh, Mike had a tough read on the second play of the game, and that put us into a um, second and long situation and, and weren't able to, to get the first down. So, you know, you don't want to be in second and 15 or whatever it was. So just a couple of execution errors um, early, uh, and you don't want to have those. So it's really – it's not a magic wand deal. It's just like, hey, we got to relax and – and execute, you know, from the very get-go. We get a first first down um, on our first drive, and and I think you got different situations um, both weeks. Kentucky did a nice job. You know, they put us back on our eight-yard eight, eight yard line for that first drive as well. So, um, you know, that's different than starting with the ball in the 25 or 30. We have Chris Creighton with us here on the Eastern Insider. Coach, when you look ahead to Illinois now, I know Lovey Smith, someone you have a lot of respect for and the, the job that he's done at that program. Very similar to you in your first couple of years, had a, a lot to overcome, but really off to a nice start this year at 2-0. What's something you respect about their program and, and loving what they're offering in Champaign? Yeah, I mean, I've actually have never been to, uh, to Illinois, University of Illinois, um, and have had a conversation with uh, with Coach Smith on the phone, but have, have never met him. So looking forward to doing that. Um, but I lived in Illinois for four years and um, obviously been in the Midwest with the Big Ten. And um, I, I'm, you know, I love um I love stories when a program, a guy, uh, whatever has been down and, and you fight back. That's what I love, you know, and that's what uh, that's what they're doing right now. That's what we're doing right now. Um, and uh, just from watching the film, um, especially the Akron game, when we put that on, uh, you know, last night, just tons of energy um, and, and confidence um, guys swarm into the ball and very disruptive, uh, particularly defensively. You know, I watched that a little bit more. And um, it just, uh, you know, you watch that and you're like, wow, these guys are, uh, this is going to be a year where they're going to, you know, break through and, and do things that maybe people on the outside, um, you know, didn't think that were going to happen. And uh, again, I'm just, that's how I'm wired. I, I, I love those kind of situations. And so um, excited to do battle with them here on Saturday. Each of the last 13 years, a team from the Mid-American Conference has taken down a, a Big Ten foe. Is there a sense of pride going into the Illinois game, knowing that you're representing the MAC, or is the focus this week 100% on Eastern Michigan football and what it means to this program? Do our guys get excited about playing the Big Ten? Um, yes. Were they excited about playing Coastal Carolina? Yes. Are we going to be uh, excited about 
whoever we're playing, you know, in October. Uh, yes, I think that there is something to be said that the the Power Five schools are are just looked as better than. Um, and so I think, you know, any competitive athlete, oh, there's an extra sense of wanting to prove yourself. Um, and so I think that you've got that um, going into it. Um, I think a, a healthy confidence married with a, you know, um, more than a healthy, but just a massive respect for, you know, the athletes and the coaches that we're seeing on film and know that they're super talented and obviously, you know, uh, incredibly well coached. It's a hard task, but one that we absolutely get excited about. Let's talk quickly now about a couple of really strong aspects of theirs on the field. First, defensively, you've talked a lot about uh, their front that really has been quite impressive this year, giving up 1.1 yards per rush. And that's an area that that you guys would certainly like to improve on yourselves offensively. What's going to be the single biggest aspect for you? Uh, Is it going to be different play calling or is it just better execution that needs to come from from your offense uh, in terms of establishing a rush against a team that is really good at defending it? I don't look at our rush yardage as a um and you know this might sound silly or whatever but we weren't trying to run the football uh and so if you don't try to run the football uh you're you're probably not going to have 200 yards of rushing um you know we're, we're trying to win the game and some plans are gonna um be heavy play action or or short passing game or going for explosive plays and sometimes you're going to chip away in the run game you might get explosive runs there's inside outside run and and uh so um I know that we're going to be able to run the ball effectively um, uh, this year. Um, you know, the, the first game of the of the season, passing wise, we're twenty to twenty two, but only one hundred eighty eight yards. You know what I mean? So that that's not impressive, one hundred eighty eight yards. But I'll tell you what, going twenty to twenty two and taking what they give you um, won us the game. So um, these guys are going to be tough to run the ball against. Very different than Kentucky. I mean, Kentucky's a an odd front basically a bare front where they're canceling all the inside gaps. It's built from the inside out. You know, Illinois is very disruptive. Um, there's a lot of movement and they don't have the the size um, uh, that Kentucky had, but that's not how they're wired. I mean, they're, they're, they're moving, um, angling, slanting, twisting. Um, and so that, that can be a nightmare for you. Um, but that's what we're going to battle against them both in the run and in the pass. Um, and uh, so, yeah, it's going to be a it's going to be a tough task for us. But, um, you know, two teams have, have averaged, like you said, one point one yards a rush. Um, we've got to come up with a great plan and, and execute the plan. For the second week in a row, when you flip to the offensive side of the ball, you're going to be facing a quarterback that that comes with a lot of high praise. And Brandon Peters for them, a, a grad transfer who at this point in the season is sixty five and a half percent completion rating and. Seven touchdowns to one interception. When you face a quarterback like that, is is that something that you really plan just specifically for him? Well, you got to execute your plan, but your plan, uh, you know, revolves around what you do and how that applies to what to what you're seeing. Um, so, you know, th- this this quarterback is different from last week, but. Um, you know, just like I was saying with our offensive game plan, I mean, you can be very effective running the ball, not pass the ball for very many yards. Doesn't mean that you can't pass the ball and and vice versa. Um, this isn't going to be a, a heavy quarterback uh, explosive run uh, 
you know, game plan, I would assume from, from Illinois. Um, he throws the ball really well. He's a really good athlete and he can hurt you with his feet. Um, but he's not, he's not the runner that, that Kentucky, um, had. And, uh, so I think they're doing a great job of, of being balanced in their first couple of games. And, um, again, very effective with 65% and then, uh, they're running the ball well. The Eagles and Fighting Illini are set to do battle at 11 a.m. Central Time from Champaign, Illinois, this Saturday. Coach, we wish you all the best until then, and it'll certainly be a dogfight, but also uh, a little bit of a fight between the two beards Lovey Smith and Coach Creighton have going on right now. I think maybe the best in the country. Coach, we wish you all the best uh, and safe travels uh, to your team when you head down to Champaign. Well, I'm going to tip my hat to his beard right now. We're going to end that thing right now. His beard's unbelievable. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're, we're looking forward to um, this opportunity and, and can't wait to get going with practice. Looking for a ride? Trinity Transportation has the vehicle for you. From luxurious motor coaches to cozy sedans, Trinity Transportation is prepared to take you to your destination. Check out their fleet of vehicles at trinitytransportation.com or call 877-284-4200 to book today. That's trinitytransportation.com or 877-284-4200. Trinity Transportation, the official transportation provider of Eastern Michigan Athletics. Well, welcome once again, everybody, to the Eastern Insider Podcast. I'm Kyler Ludlow. I'm sitting down with head volleyball coach Darcy Dorton. Uh, coach Dorton, the record now evened up at 3-3 three and three after a 2-1 and one trip to the Bayou State down to Louisiana this weekend. And, uh, you know, it, it started out with you know, maybe not the best of trips down there, but there was some silver linings as you guys were in the Dallas airport. Tell us about that. Yeah, uh, we had a little bit of issue with our second plane. Uh, we had a layover in Dallas. Uh, boarded the plane and then there was some mechanical issues so we had to deboard the plane and our trip got delayed for quite a few hours while we were stuck in Dallas but we did have a celebrity sighting that I know was exciting for our team we saw a bachelorette alumni uh, Jordan Rogers who is also maybe more well known by the Eastern Podcast fans as Aaron Rodgers' brother. Um, but yeah, so the, our girls got to see Jordan Rodgers in the airport. He's one of the bachelorette most loved contestants <laughs> ever. So uh, our girls were freaking out. It was really funny to uh, watch Mackenzie Garris go up and ask for a photo. Um, she actually didn't ask for a photo. Julia Fisher had to be the one to ask for the photo because Mackenzie was too excited about it. But um, it took what could have been a really uh draining day and made it something that our team could laugh and bond over well and then you come out right away the next morning basically lose your gym time that you're supposed to have that night uh, have to get up maybe a little bit earlier throw off the original schedule to come out and play a florida a&m team that don't really know a ton about and able to win that one uh in four and a couple of those were pretty easy easy games but uh throughout the course of the weekend uh, you had some pretty strong performances from your junior class. Yeah, I think our junior class is really starting to step up into, you know, providing a more reliable style of leadership. Um, Frankie Streffling and April Houston both had really solid performances for us for the entire weekend. Frankie, you know, is is an outside hitter, but she's also one of our ball control people and had a really solid defensive weekend. And also, uh, you know, not to take away from her sc- – point scoring um she did she did do her job as an attacker too um and then april houston is somebody who you know this team needs to rely on to not just be a blocker but also be a point scorer too um they're both 
they're both players who are on the floor pretty consistently for us, and so we really need them to kind of step into to being bigger threats and taking on not just you know do your job from a skill standpoint, but also you know how what kind of standards are we setting for this program in terms of you know performance, but also our expectations for uh, for what we can do and what we can provide. When another player that came in with that class, who's technically a redshirt sophomore this year, but is in that junior class, was Chris Spalt, who came out in that first game and, and had a career game with her kill total or mm-hmm. attack percentage. And just how much of a lift is it, not just to have a player like that who's coming off the bench, but specifically Carissa, who's battled through so much in terms of injury and everything else since she's been here. Yeah, Chris is such an inspirational person for our team. She's always taken on leadership roles in you know her academic performances in the stuff that she does for the team behind the scenes but so to get to see her really thrive on the court um i mean it was like i think she was like seven for seven at one point <laughs> and like straight clean kills hitting 1000 for the team um she's somebody who works so hard and so to get her that opportunity and you know for her to really shine in that moment um was really inspirational i think for everyone and like we said, finished the weekend two and one. Now we look ahead to a, a bit of a tough stretch on the schedule. The U.S. Navy has their team coming in uh, to Washtenaw County for the weekend as part of the Michigan Challenge that Eastern and U of M are co-hosting. Uh, they play on Friday night, but then right here, the first match of the 2019 season at five o'clock against Navy, a team that made the tournament last year. Yeah, so two of our next three matches will be against NCAA qualifying teams. So they're, you know, we're really going to get tested during this next stretch. I'm excited to host Navy at home uh, because they are a team who is kind of like us. They've got some really athletic kids. They play very disciplined style volleyball. Uh, I think that they're really going to test us, but they're going to they're going to also feel familiar, like a MAC level team with comparable level of athleticism, but uh, like I said, a really extreme um, level of discipline. Um, so I'm really excited to host them in our home opener, uh, and then to go over to Michigan and play in the Chrysler Arena is going to be an extremely fun atmosphere, especially for our local Michigan kids to get to play in Chrysler is a pretty big deal. So we're we're looking forward to that. And that match on Sunday is at 1 p.m. So if you around and would like to go check it out we'd love to see a contingent of green and white in the stands and then again on tuesday purdue fort wayne is in town so right away bang bang boom we've got three matches uh right here locally that you can go out and check out if you're in the area yeah after two long travel weekends we're really looking forward to hosting two really solid matches here at eastern Uh, we hope to have a lot of fans in the stands for our home opener against Navy on Saturday, and then really looking forward to a solid midweek match on Tuesday against a really good Purdue-Fort Wayne team. We hope to have a lot of Eastern Green in the stands. Well, we do hope to see everyone out. Again, admission here at the Convocation Center is free, so we hope to see you there. Uh, Coach Jordan, thanks so much for your time, and best of luck this weekend. Thank you so much, Kyler. Welcome back to the Eastern Insider Podcast. We're so lucky now to be joined by men's track and field and cross-country head coach John Goodridge. You may know him, as I know him, uh, Mr. Gold, because all he seems to do is bring in MAC championships to Eastern Michigan University, has really, since his arrival in Ypsilanti, made our track and field and cross-country programs some of the nation's best. So, pleased to be joined now by Coach, who 
has been at the helm of the track and field program since 2010, has been at the helm of the cross country program since 2001. Coach, we're so pleased to have you on and, and talk a little bit about your team just getting underway uh, their season last week in cross country at the uh, Michigan Open. What did you see from, from the squad that uh, you were really liked? Well, like, like all of us, it's a very exciting time of the year, and uh, it's no different for me. Uh, it's uh, always exciting to uh, have the opportunity to uh, begin anew, uh, and whether that includes returning athletes or, or newcomers. Uh, newcomers, it's a, it's a new season, and uh, we're uh, uh, excited about it, looking forward to it. Certainly, like every year, there's uh, challenges to face, and... Uh, as I said, I'm very excited to be working with this team and, and moving forward. It's no secret the track and field and cross-country programs here are, are some of the nation's best, really uh, the gold standard here at Eastern Michigan. You've talked a lot about having some youth on the cross-country side of things this year. From your standpoint, how important is the tradition of winning that's been established here? And, and how do you try to convey that to those who might be in Ypsilanti for the first time? Well, uh, from, from the outset, uh, prior to my coming to Eastern Michigan University, I was, as the nation was, very, very well aware of the success that the program has had, uh, not only on the conference, uh, Mid-American Conference level, uh, but nationally and internationally. And it was just, again, a great opportunity for me to uh, join uh, such a historic uh, program. Uh, upon arrival, uh, my job then is to try to contribute to that and to try to maintain it and try to build upon it. And uh, I've been very fortunate that I've, that I've had uh, uh, excellent uh, assistant coaches throughout the years that I've been here. And uh, everyone uh, understands that, respects it, and, and enjoys that opportunity to build upon that, that tradition. This year is no different than, than any others. Uh, yes, in terms of cross country, it's the first time in Nine years that we're, we're not uh, starting the season as the defending conference champions, but uh, uh, the boys have uh, uh, embraced uh, this year, and this year is a new year, and uh, everything is just moving forward. So much of your job as a coach is, is both on the course, but off of it as well, trying to mold these student-athletes in, into really the human beings they'll be after they leave your program. So when you have a performance like you did in the MAC championship last year, where the outcome is certainly, like you said, not what you expected, can that be a positive thing for, for your student athletes going forward? Well, we're going to hope, we're going to hope so. <laughs> we're going to hope so. But, uh, um, throughout my career, uh, uh, I, I've always felt and expressed this to the young men that I work with is that we win together and we lose together. And, uh, um, we, there weren't any excuses made last year. We got we got beat, and uh, and uh, and I, I think the boys will learn from that. And uh, yes, that's that's part of the growth experience. And uh, um, as I said, so far I'm 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 really pleased with the way the, this team has uh, ha handled themselves in 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 terms of finding themselves this year and 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 what we hope to do. We're sitting in with John Goodridge here, the head men's track and field and cross-country coach at Eastern Michigan, who he talked about earlier uh, that it's been a goal of his since he got to campus to continue the amazing tradition that our programs have set forth here at Eastern Michigan. He's certainly done that. He's brought home 18 MAC championship 
uh, in both of those sports uh, combined since he arrived in Ypsilanti. Coach, when you're looking at the overall tradition of the program, to see so much Olympic tradition, and we're going to have the Olympics coming back up here soon, the Summer Olympics, a chance for, for some of your former student-athletes to get involved uh, in different aspects there. How important is it, both from a recruiting standpoint, but just as a pride standpoint from the program, to know you've had so much success on the international scale and really in your sport's biggest arena, the Olympics? It truly is a very unique program uh, and a history that has had for well over 100 years. Uh, in the sport of cross country, we are literally one of the oldest programs in the NCA. And uh, uh, in track and field, it's it's been that successful uh, uh, on the international level for, again, for close to, to 100 years. And uh, the thing about an R sport, too, is that these are all statistics, and, and it's not subjective. Uh, uh, the number of our uh, athletes and alums that have competed internationally and at the highest levels uh, in the Olympic Games, uh, and, and not just even being Olympians, but Olympic medalists, gold, silver, and bronze, uh, clearly distinguishes us as one of the truly very, very special programs in our, in our sport. And uh, we try to embrace that, and, and uh, it's something that uh, we have the opportunity that for our men to, to appreciate that. And uh, we're, we're at a point right now. We have a world championships coming up very soon, and one of our alums, uh, Donald Scott, is truly one of the, one of the very, very best uh, triple jumpers in the world. And uh, uh, we're excited about that. Uh, uh, most recently, uh, probably one of our more recent alums, Willie Fink, uh, uh, just got selected to represent the U.S. in a, a match meet, USA versus Europe. Uh, and uh, uh, Solomon Simmons is, a, is a, another uh, recent alum uh, that, that will be competing inter internationally. So, uh, yes, we've been very, very fortunate that, that we've, we've had uh, uh, some wonderful athletes that have competed here, and uh, they've represented themselves uh, uh, extremely well. And to see some of these uh, men go on beyond their university experience and, and keep that part of the tradition going is, is something that we can all be very, uh, uh, very, very proud of. Well, we'll get you out of here on this and maybe the hardest question I'm going to ask you thus far. But when you think about everything that you've seen and been a part of in this athletic department with your program specifically, What's maybe your favorite memory? Can you pin one uh, from your time at Eastern Michigan? Wow, <laughs> that's that's a a great question, <laughs> uh, and and it, it is hard. Uh, but but I, I can recall uh, uh, the first time an athlete that I uh, personally coached set a new EMU track and field record. I had goosebumps, uh, and. Uh, I've, I've always respected the program and known so much about it and actually as a grad student uh, at another university, uh, had, had some, some friends back then that were Eastern people and so there's, there's, there's been a connection. That first time to, to have put on the record board an athlete that I coached uh, meant a great deal to me. Well, since then you've had an uncountable number of athletes in the EMU record books and, and certainly you yourself will go down as, as one of the best ever down the green and white. So we appreciate it so much. You're joining us here on the Eastern Insider Podcast. I know 
The fans and alums will be excited to see you guys this this uh, fall and into the spring, and, and we wish you all the continued success in the upcoming cross-country season, and, and from there on out, we look forward to talking to you again soon. And that'll do it for another episode of the Eastern Insider Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in this week. Remember, you can follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at EMU Athletics. You can find the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, or wherever you download your podcast from. And you can catch us on emueagles.com slash podcast. 